Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Drake is at the dump. Pretty neat, man. That is neat. That is cool. It's like my first. It. It's the first one we've done. It's cool. I don't. What do you want to talk about? What we What we dropping? I don't know. I was trying to remember what we were saying earlier. I love that analogy. Um, I love the vibe, so I'm going to stick around. We just want to. We want to encourage you guys to continue to call in and 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 give us feedback and you know kind of let us know how our content how our content is impacting your life or how it hits you or if there's you know even if there's something you, you disagree with we want to hear that too as, as as we stated at the beginning this is a place for everybody not just those that necessarily agree with us we we want to have an ongoing conversation with our listeners and want to continue to provide nothing but the best content and continue to be the dopest spot for your best life and um you know if we love it then there's got to be other people out there that love it we're we're definitely not um so unique that that we we're the only ones that like things so we want you to join us and be a part of this journey and and continue to to um to help us grow and and just understand the world around us yeah, you guys got to remember, you know, like this is this is one, so it's not you and us. So without 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 you, there is no us. So much love and respect for everybody. We uh, basically just love you guys, man. Just thank you guys so much. Last year, a friend from an ad agency called to offer me a gig, and I couldn't tell if his pitch was supposed to be flattering or insulting, because he said, we need someone to write a commercial about poop. You seem like you would be good at that. <laughs> so, so I said I was intrigued, uh, and he said, the product is called the Squatty Potty, and here's the problem. It has a message that's very hard to get people to take seriously, and that message is that our toilets are terrible for us. And this is true, there are studies that show that our toilets put our colons in such a bad posture that it can cause constipation, hemorrhoids, maybe even cancer. And that's kind of scary stuff, right? Our toilets might cause cancer. That hit home for me because I was hooked on toilets at the age of two by my mother, <laughs> who's also an addict. Uh, but, but the squatty potty was a stool that improved your posture to help solve some of those colon problems. And the creators of Squatty Potty hired us because they realized something important. They realized that if they wanted their message to be heard by as many people as possible, they needed to use comedy. And that's what I want to talk about today, the power of comedy to spread messages, specifically your message. So this ad agency, the Harmon Brothers, hired me to help write the ad. And as a comedy writer, when someone offers you money to make poop jokes, that's a really special day. <laughs> Uh, and my first thought was, mom was wrong. She said this day would never come, right? Um, so we started work on the ad, and at Harmon Brothers, we're all adults. We know the colon is a topic you want to treat with some amount of maturity and taste. So we made a puppet unicorn that poops rainbow ice cream. And here's how it turned out. This is where your ice cream comes from. The creamy poop of a mystic unicorn. Totally clean, totally cool. And soft serves straight from a sphincter. Mmm, they're good at pooping. But you know who sucks at pooping? You do. So, 
That ad goes on to explain the problem with our toilets, as well as the solution provided by Squatty Potty. It also went on to get 70 million views on Facebook and YouTube, and to increase online sales by 600%. In fact, by some metrics, it was the most successful online ad of all time. And that's all good, but it also terrifies me that this ad might be my legacy. Like I brought, I brought some very real shame upon my family. Uh, my parents aren't even here tonight, and they live in Idaho, so you know there was nothing better going on. Uh, but I'm, I'm telling you all this because just as unicorn jokes were an effective tool for spreading Squatty Potty's message, I think comedy can be a powerful tool for spreading your message. So right now I get to work with comedic messages in a couple ways. I write for an ad agency and a comedy show, and I market for a startup. But ultimately, this message isn't just applicable to ad agencies and comedy shows. I think every one of you has a message you're passionate about. And conventional wisdom tells you if you want people to listen, you need to make them think. But I would argue that you also need to make them laugh. So from the Squatty Potty ad, we learned a couple different things. First off, we learned that Americans place a shocking amount of medical trust in pooping unicorns. Like, too much, I think. It's, it's an issue. Uh, but more importantly, we learned that comedy spreads messages because it does three things very well. So number one, comedy makes the boring interesting. Number two, comedy makes the controversial safe. And number three, comedy connects the disconnected, meaning it forms a connection between you and your audience. Now those aren't the only three strengths of comedy by any means, but I think there are three ways in which comedy can dramatically improve the strength of your message. So number one, comedy makes the boring interesting. I think that's important because there's a decent chance that your message is boring. And I don't mean that as an insult, I think that's just the nature of being passionate about something. When you're passionate about something, you often don't realize that your topic is much more interesting to you than to anyone else in the room. And I know that because I work with libertarians. Like, their ideas make a lot of sense, but man, it's exhausting. Uh, now, now, fortunately, comedy has a special power to make even the most mundane topics interesting. I'm gonna be honest, man. I tune into your guys' station just for the titles of your segments alone. I think they're hilarious and awesome. And I've been learning a lot too, especially the one today about success versus failure. Um, very, very cool stuff. And I like some of the songs you're playing too. So, very cool. Love your station. I'm gonna keep on listening. So, this is Dr. Dr. Adcock, who has been studying uh, motivation, like different types of motivation. She's found that uh, all, like, all people are motivated by like, different stuff, but humans as a species are like, really bad at reporting what makes them motivated. Like They'll say, like, oh, yeah, extra money will get me motivated or whatever. So they actually are – they've got these crazy tests they do. They're called uh, – the acronym is BOLD. It stands for Blood Oxygen, Oxygenation Level Dependent Studies. Don't worry about what that means. It's not important. But they, have, they do these studies, and they can check what actually motivates somebody. Um, and it's kind of crazy because like if you give someone extra money to be motivated, uh, so for some people that is a motivation. For some for some people for some reason it causes like fear and anxiety, 
And, yeah. it, and they report it. Those same people report it as that it, this is something that is going to motivate me or like self get me self. They call it self curiosity to keep going, but yeah. it, but it actually doesn't. So it's, it's kind of it's really interesting. Um, and one of the, the most interesting things that I read from like all of her stuff is that there's a couple of factors that determine like what they call motivation or self curiosity or like like the kind of self to keep going, like to keep doing something from your uh, from your from your inside, like nothing else is driving you, right? Yeah. And the and the one of the th- one of the top two things that really motiv- determine whether like if something was a motivator for them was if they felt the environment was safe. <clears throat> And I thought that was kind of that was weird. I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that would have been like a thing for determining if someone's motivated. It really was. If they're in a safe environment versus an unsafe environment, the same thing would they could take it and perceive it as being uh, like an anxiety fear producer or as a motivator. Well, think about think about how your mind works though. When you're in a safe space versus what you perceive as an unsafe space. Just take it to even like the team level. If you didn't feel like you're in a safe space. You're going to be less apt to take risk and to potentially present big ideas that scare the crap out of people because you're going to think, you know, I could I could potentially be penalized for this instead of being rewarded, you know, for that thought or uh, motivating my team. So I, I very much get that, and I completely I completely agree with it. I've seen um, just to remind our listeners, I work in the local government space and. I've seen that in practice. I've actually been in and done done some consulting and and been in an environment where people didn't trust their surroundings and I was in there trying to figure out if they were getting paid enough money and they wouldn't even talk to me about their day-to-day work because they were scared I was going to go you know report it back to like jump up their super, supervisors and then they were going to get in trouble for talking to me about what's going on yeah. in their city hall day-to-day. So I mean I can very much see that I've seen it in real life. in 2008 you're not selfish enough motherfuckers go all day trying to please other people and shit and you forget you got to please your star player the motherfucker that's in the mirror looking at you every goddamn day that need to be the motherfucker you concerned about nigga how are you doing today nigga fuck what they talking about you some of y'all is mean to yourself say terrible shit to yourself i lie to me every morning in the mirror, just ridiculous lies to make me feel better. Just, nigga, did you catch a growth spurt last night, nigga? You look like you could be five, five and a half today, nigga. This is a tall day for you. You you better say some shit in 2008 to motivate your motherfucking self, because if you a real motherfucker, they hate you with every fucking thing they got. They can't stand it. They hate what you look like, what you're wearing, what you're driving, what you talk about, what you think about. They fucking hate it, and you're going to have to understand that's the way it is. Have you ever caught a motherfucker looking at you with, I just caught the stomach virus face? 
You ever just out your peripheral, just call the motherfucker just... Like everything about you really fuck with them, that's what the fuck is supposed to happen. You gotta remember to laugh in 2008. You ain't gotta wait for a joke. The hater is the goddamn joke. Soon as you see that motherfucker, you supposed to laugh immediately. <laughs> I know why you mad, nigga. I know why you mad. It might be bugs on the rest of you mugs, but it ain't no bugs on me. You gonna have to be happy and be in tune with your star player Cause these motherfuckers is on some You know when you said that like it kind of reminds me like I used to I've been in a couple scenarios like one Where at work right where like I ran the show and uh, like it was kind of like Doc Ost was like dependent, like everything kind of ran off of me. And I never like hesitated, or I was so motivated, and I never hesitated to like throwing ideas out there, whether they were received or not received. I just was like, it was awesome. I was like in the flow, you know. And I've been in another kind of like work work environment where I'm the oddball out, and the show doesn't depend on me, right? Like I'm the one that's different. And you know, you're right. Like a lot of times, I'll sit there like in meetings or something, and like I have like an idea. Or something in my head that I think is beneficial, but like instead of raising my hand, like my heartbeat starts beating really fast or something. Like yeah. a, like something's about to attack, like a bear, like a saber tooth tiger's about to come get me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Shark week is gonna get you. <laughs> Discovery, but yeah. So it's kind of I never thought about that though. Like the same thing that can motivate somebody can actually you know can be an anxiety producer just depending on the safe space that they're in, or if it's safe or not safe. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I thought that was crazy. Um, yeah, I could I could totally I could totally see it. Though and uh, and like I said, I have seen it play out. Another piece to that is if you're if you're not if you don't feel like you're in a safe space, then potentially you could start to get short timer syndrome where you're starting to look out for other opportunities. So you don't even want to speak up in that space because you don't want to you don't want to work on that idea in that space. Now I, I've never I've seen no research or anything on that it's just as we're talking about it i could see just from the human level that it would be hard to speak up if you don't even know if you're going to be there to to follow it through to fruition yeah um and especially if you don't feel like you're being listened to i i would i would venture to to say though that all all things being equal um that probably the work environment um and the toxicity level of the work environment is probably one of the biggest factors to morale and motivation in any organization or even in a in a, in a family structure Frank this is a safe place place where we can feel free sharing our feelings. Think of my office as a nest in a tree of trust and understanding. We can say anything here. Anything. It's okay, honey. That's why we came. Well, uh, I, I guess I... Deep down, I'm, I'm feeling a little confused. I mean, suddenly... You get married and you're supposed to be this entirely different guy. I don't, I don't, I don't feel different. I mean, take, take yesterday, for example. We were 
We were out at the Olive Garden for dinner, which was lovely. And uh, I happened to look over at a certain point during the meal and see a, a waitress taking an order, and uh, and I found myself wondering uh, what color her underpants might be. Her panties. Uh, odds are they're probably basic white cotton underpants. But I, I started thinking, well, maybe they're maybe they're maybe they're silk panties. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's a thong. Maybe it's a maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know. And uh, I I started feeling at what what I thought we were in the trust tree with in the nest. Are we not? We are. Did, okay. We are. It's okay. Hmm? We are. Mm -hmm. it, it's okay. It's okay. Please continue. I I don't know where I was going with that. I. I guess what I'm trying to say is that, that now that I'm married, I, I'm definitely feeling a little freaked out about the fact that I'm going to have sex with only one person for the rest of my life. What's happening is Daco with my big homie Adam Edge. Thanks for hanging out with us on The Corner. We try to be your dopest spot for your best life. If you guys are just joining us, we've been in the past couple segments, we got into a conversation or we started talking about motivation and uh, why people are motivated, how like how safe space kind of one of the, one of the weird things that determines like whether something's a motivator or, or like a fear factor generator. And the reason that we uh, we started talking about motivation specifically today is because we got featured on the Anchor app, which is awesome. You know, it's great news for from all of you guys, and we we truly appreciate all the love and all the applause and you know the favoring of the station and um, and we appreciate what you guys are doing the call-ins call everything and um, you know earlier this week we kind of delved into the origin story of what the corner is and where it came from and I just we're, we're both just so proud to see it blossom into what we want it to be which is that safe space where everybody can speak up and share ideas and yeah, and the reason I mean, we're talking about motivation specifically is because we're uh, we got featured on the the motivation and mindfulness category. So hopefully, after you uh, rock and roll with us for a little bit, you'll feel full, you'll feel more mindfulness. <laughs> so we really appreciate you guys. Keep the call-ins coming. Uh, keep the the claps and applause, claps and call-ins. That's our new deal, man. We love claps. Claps, calls, and comments. Keep the claps, calls, and comments coming. We love it. Because remember, without you, there's no us. And we, uh, you guys kind of dictate what we do. And we uh, we love you. We totally appreciate it. And welcome you to come back to the corner every day. We're here. We want you to be here with us. Totes. Also, check out the dope mashups. we got a, a new bumper. we got two new bumpers that just dropped. So keep the call-ins coming. If 
you want to be on uh, a call-in bumper mashup, try not to use a background music in your uh, in your call-in because it makes it weird. Anyways, hope you guys enjoy. Peace. Later.